Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a podcast from The Bugle. Sometimes you stare into the abyss long enough, the abyss starts staring back. You realise no one's ever really seen you, the real you, the way the abyss has. You think you might be falling in love and or into the abyss. You invite it home to meet your family, but it's already there, inside all of them, in the spaces between atoms, in the silences between thoughts. The abyss has already met you all and found you wanting. Wanting what? Wanting to bang, wanting to big bang, and more importantly, wanting the gargle, the Sonic Glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for visual world. I'm your host, Alice Fraser, your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine are Neil Delamere and Tiff Stevenson. Welcome back to the show, both of you. Hello, hi. Hello. I feel like I've interrupted a therapy lesson between <laughs> you and the abyss, to be perfectly honest, don't you? I like the abyss. I like the cut of the abyss's jib. Yeah, I feel I feel you know anyone who stares back when you stare at them, it's, it becomes a power play eventually, and you've either got to fight or fall in love. Oh, I mean, I think the abyss certainly chased you. I mean, you you were just minding your own business, and the abyss made all the running there, and you eventually fell for its charms. And there's nothing wrong with that. I hope you're very happy together. The abyss is deep. We know that much. <laughs> and I like deep people and things. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Infinitely tall, dark, and I assume handsome. It captures all light and gives none back, so let's assume handsome. Before we plunge into the body of this week's edition, the front cover this week is an NFT link to a JPEG of a famous Vogue cover of Meryl Streep. Because if you don't know how intellectual property rights work, nor do we. The satirical cartoon this week is a real skeleton in Chinese Winter Olympic garb in a lineup of winter athletes about to compete in the Winter Olympic sport known as Skeleton. There's a skeleton in the skeleton. And they're, they're at the top of the ice pipe in the Olympic Games. One of the other athletes is asking the skeleton, where did you come from? And he says, the closet. It's probably not as political as it could have been because it's hard to draw a racist caricature in skeleton form. I don't know if that works as a joke about how caricaturists are often racist. Do you have that thing where satirical cartoonists keep getting in trouble for drawing racist caricatures, or is that just Australia? <laughs> <laughs> Might just be an Australian. Australia. Just always go, it's Australia. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if we can blame anyone, we'll blame you guys. Sure. But yeah. I need to I need to up on satirical cartoons. I don't see that many. I occasionally see ones from The New Yorker, but they're pretty good, I think. Yeah, I feel like they're the they're the highest quality. I'm talking about the the grubby bottom of the heap satirical cartoons. <laughs> the satirical cartoons you wouldn't bring home to meet your family. <laughs> Let's jump into the body of the magazine. Our first section is heartwarming news section, or only a feel good story because it turned out not to be the homicide they were clearly trying to investigate. A man has been reunited with his false teeth a decade after vomiting them into a bin. Neil Delamere, uh, you look like you've vomited into a bin before. Can you unpack this story? Uh, who, who hasn't who hasn't destroyed <laughs> Oscar the Grouch's sleep in the morning by chundering the contents of their stomach into a bin? This is a fantastic feel-good story. So the man was in Benidorm, and this will come as a surprise to none of you. If I had said Saint-Tropez there or Monaco, you'd be like, oh, what's the rest of the story? Benidorm. But of course, he was out uh, from midday, I think, and he was drinking for 11 hours straight. Paul Bishop was his name. <laughs> There's a fantastic bit in it where he goes, you know, after that point, uh, I'd switch to cider. After drinking <laughs> because that's going to solve whatever problem is coming down the tracks. Uh, and he pukes his denture into a bin right now. Uh, he didn't notice, <laughs> you see, he didn't notice after he switched to the side <laughs> that he had puked his top dentures into a bin, went to another bar. It's only when he got up and started doing karaoke <laughs> in the other bar that his mates went, listen, there's something wrong, there's no dentures. Um, there's, there's a fantastic bit in the middle of this where... I mean, did his mates know he had dentures or did they just think he lost <laughs> the top shelf of his teeth in the course of the night? Just gumming his way around a pub crawl before he even notices... <laughs> Three bars deep. Committed to that puke, all right? I mean, you carried on with no teeth in the top half. You know, every single denture ad by law for, like, adhesive always has an older person eating an apple or crusty French bread. This is the denture <laughs> ad that I want to see. This, I want to see someone puke into a bin, his top teeth not move, and then them just go, stare a dent. For when you really have to go to that next karaoke bar. So he, he, he pukes up into the bin, right? Now, in some ways, you have to say he's undone by his politeness here. I know it's an unusual attack to take, but if he puked onto the street, he could have just picked up his teeth, presumably. Puked into the bin, forgot, went back to the bin, uh, he couldn't find them, right? So then... Well, he didn't have the courage to bin dive, it, well, You know something? That is a different way to look at it, yeah. The chasm looked into him, he looked back into the chasm or the abyss and went, it's okay, I don't want my teeth that much. <laughs> Isn't it being literally putting your hand into broken glass because it was in a bottle bank? Yeah, there was loads of bottles there, yeah. Yeah, so when you drop those in, they do smash sometimes. So I think you're, it's a bit of well, like one of those I'm a celebrity, get me out of here challenges. You're like, how badly do you want this? <laughs> yeah, I still have a bottom once, you know. <laughs> I still got something to brush. I still like feel part of the society. I'm just confused because in my mind, dentures are something that you get towards the end of your life. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure that losing dentures in a bin and then finding them ten years later, I just didn't think you'd have that span of time. But good on him. They used to get rid of people's teeth and gift them dentures. Ah, it's true. Like not that far back in recent history, because they were less problematic than a visit to the dentist in australia that was a thing that private school girls uh, of a certain class used to do is they'd get all their teeth knocked out and then they'd be put on the boat home which they'd never been to before which is to say boat to england uh so that they couldn't have an affair with a sailor a sailor while their gums healed up and then they'd get dentures put in to make them more marriageable yep there we go if we can add misogyny in all the better <laughs> but we have to go back to this image of 
There's teeth. In, <laughs> there's teeth in the bin, right? Yes. The rubbish is collected. Presumably, the rubbish collectors didn't see the teeth in the bin. They're like that bin looks like Rob Beckett. So there's, there's just teeth. <laughs> Sorry, they, I they... I nearly sprayed water all over my computer because I didn't catch the subtle shade at Rob Beckett. I actually think his teeth are amazing. Anyway, it's jealousy. Um, <laughs> and then they they find this these teeth like ten years later because it's some guy whose job it is to go through medical waste, isn't it? This is the idea, and then he traces the DNA on the teeth, and then sends them back to Mr. Bishop after 10 years. This is quite a useful story, I think, in some ways, because I think that if you tell your friend about this, and you and uh, about this whole story, and they go, oh, this is amazing, that's mad, what was he like? That's good. If you tell your friend this, and they go, you can get DNA off teeth after 10 years, then your friend is a murderer. <laughs> and then that's how you weed out your major crime committing friends. I mean, I kind of wish that women or children were seen as as important as teeth <laughs> when they go missing <laughs> just quite a lot of time and resource isn't it <laughs> in in trying to find this out like like 10 years and keeping them in a fridge and stuff <laughs> but i guess we do need to you know which is a slightly more depressing angle of the story so let's look at the funny stuff i'm like neil i just don't understand how the teeth can come out and you not know like because when i'm that drunk i need to eat because i know it's going to end badly if i don't like put some food in my face so i'm always ramming food in my face so i would have noticed straight away like if i'd thrown up part of my actual mouth into a <laughs> bin but uh once when i was in paris i was so drunk right i snuck into the function room at my hotel to eat pastries and fruit like i gathered it all up like and took it back to my room shoved it all in my face and then I woke up three hours later with bread still in my mouth like a slutty duck. <laughs> I know the importance of putting some food into my face when I've like drunk an amount that's going to be dead. That's a dangerous amount. He's in, he's in danger territory. So we just have to kind of go like, is that a lad's thing when you're all out? Like that you no. just, no, <laughs> we no. can't even say this is a lad's thing. I want to know the karaoke song and on what paragraph he realised that he'd need his teeth to sing the next line. Something with an R, you'd imagine? Yeah. Something, <laughs> something where he has to pronounce. He was going to do Elvis, wasn't he? So, you know, which are the Elvis ones? You know, the Elvis thing is the, is the curling of the lip. Surely if your top teeth are gone, you excel at that and he probably <laughs> leaned in at that point. I reckon you'd get to an S. I reckon you'd get to wise men say before you realise that your teeth were missing. Yeah. I like the idea you said that women and children, though. I mean, that's that's a... Sorry, there's a darkness in me there that means that I have this image of him putting up posters of his teeth just around him. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen these teeth? Well, a picture of teeth on the side of a, of a milk carton just looks like an advertisement for calcium. <laughs> <laughs> My friend used to take out his false teeth if he was about to have a fight. And it invariably ended the possibility of a fight. It was incredibly, <laughs> incredibly intimidating. There'd be some middle-class boy giving out loads. He would just go, all right, there we are. And he'd just take out his top teeth and he would put them, he'd hand them to somebody. Like he had a squire, a tooth holder. Yes, sir, I should hold the top dentures. And uh, he'd turn around and the other fellow would be gone. And he just put his teeth back in again. It was amazing. It's like taking your earrings out. If you're a woman, if you see someone take their earrings out, or a shoe off. Yeah. If they're wearing heels, you're like, it's going to happen. Yeah. So uh, same level of threat, threat level, earring or teeth. <laughs> 
that is an incredibly intimidating thing. There's nothing more intimidating than uh, toothless gums, as I've discovered with my three-month-old baby. Um, <laughs> she's always up for a fight. Now it's time for your ad section, because you can't be what you can't buy. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the phrase, her legs go on for days. I'd like you to really imagine that. I assume the distance uh, of her legs is to be traversed on foot, uh, which is still a good 30 kilometres of leg if you're going at a reasonable pace. So really a horrifying picture there. <laughs> and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Hwoft. That's Hwoft with four H's. You guess where. Hwoft, a new fragrance by the people who brought you the Gwyneth Paltrow goop ripoff, Glump. Hwoft, treat your body as a temple. Worship the divine in yourself. Be so up your own ass that you qualify for tax-exempt status as a religion. Hwoft, sniff some today. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Etymology Today. Uh, etymology made simple, etymology for dummies. We're bringing you a fact in our ad section. Today's fact is about the word movies. I bet you've always wondered where the word movies comes from. And if you haven't, it's because you already know. And if you don't, I bet you're wondering now. And if you aren't, what a deeply passive and incurious person you must be. <laughs> movies is a stupid word for movies. Ooh, it's a moving picture. Let's call it a movie for short. That's cute. That is disappointing, though, that we then don't call an advertisement a saleslet and we don't call a pornographic film a f***o. <laughs> Maybe you don't. <laughs> and join the flow food revolution with slurm. Slurm is a biologically engineered slug compound that creeps into your mouth over the course of the day. If you've ever resented the time, energy and flavour that goes into food, slurm is the nutritionally balanced solution for you. If by balanced you mean the way dreadlocked slackliners in the park are temporarily balanced with their dirty bare feet on their exhibitionist excuse for a hobby, and if by solution you mean suspension of particles in a semi-sentient slug matrix, just press the patented slug pheromone slurm magnet to the back of your throat for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and activate the homing beacon and slurm will find its way into your mouth regularly until you either pass out or begin screaming. Please avoid coming into close contact with any other slurm consumers as your bodies will meld into a horrifying single unit. Slurm, the ghastliest way to cook. Now it's time for your film section because this is a cultural magazine. Uh, a man is planning on missing the birth of his child to see the new Batman film with Robert Pattinson. Tiff Stevenson, you have a man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't also have a Robert Pattinson yet. Um, so apparently, uh, this is a story from IndieWire, uh, a man is, is not going to be attending the birth of his child to see the Batman. That kind of sounds like you're taking the piss. I'm going to see the Batman. But this is men doing stupid shit news. It's like our second story of men doing stupid shit. So apparently it first appeared on the Am I the Asshole thread on Reddit, where a woman came on and said, Am I the asshole for thinking that my partner should show up to the birth of our child instead of going to see Batman? He said that he needed to see it the same day because of spoilers. <laughs> what about the sexier kid? Isn't that a spoiler alert? It's not a Cape Crusader, but everyone else is going to know before you. Do you know what else is going to be at least two hours and 44 minutes long and incredibly emotional? The birth of your child. Um, <laughs> and it's obviously too late for this woman to back out of having a kid with this asshole. Like, I can't work it out. I don't understand what the logic is. Maybe did his wife had COVID and then he thinks she had sex with a bat. Is this some kind of revenge plot? <laughs> I don't know. 
what's going on. But I will say this. When I was born, I've heard the story from my mum about the trauma of when I was born. And apparently my dad turned up after my mum had already had me and was receiving blood transfusions, uh, multiple blood transfusions. And apparently he came in and declared, that's a lot of claret and left. So... <laughs> I don't know, men. Maybe if you're not doing the busy work, then just don't bother. Like if you're not, if you're going to turn up drunk, pass out when the baby's born, not get the ice chips or be useful when everything's happening down the business end, then stay away. So like I am attacking this guy, then defending in the same way. So uh, I'm not sure where I land on this. Like... My maternal grandfather was at the races for the birth of all five of his children. It's a man of a different era. <laughs> Yeah, well, he needed something exhilarating <laughs> to witness. Yeah, I mean, actually, if the midwife would go, and it's coming on the inside now, it's one of the twins. The twins is coming on the inside now. And some sort of racing commentary on the birth of, of his various grandchildren. I think he could probably get on board of that. If he could back which child came out first, yeah. I think that would be something that your maternal grandfather... I say your maternal grandfather. Good odds. I, I say my... That's my dad, basically. <laughs> I, I know where I stand in this. I think this guy's an absolute disgrace for, for a million reasons first of all right he's going to miss the birth of a child to see to see batman which shows a profound lack of understanding of the character because if there's one superhero that will be appalled by the substandard parenting it's renowned <laughs> orphan and parent longer bruce wayne so this <laughs> so th this guy is essentially going uh you know, if she say he goes, she goes into labour and then he leaves the hospital. He is essentially the logically he is saying, "I'm going to leave this maternity ward where a doctor in PPE is delivering life into the world because I want to watch a man in a mask do something heroic." You're an idiot. <laughs> it's like watching the Lion King run you're on safari. It's happening right in front of you. <laughs> this, if I was this woman, I would make it my life's mission to ruin every thing he has ever done in terms of call the studios and get spoilers and then tell them to him before the movie comes out i'm sure they'd make a special exemption for you oh i go beyond that i would go it, every, he's reading the bible he dies in the end he he <laughs> he's he's watching he was I, his own father he was his, <laughs> he was oh that is a, oh that's a mind that's a mind <laughs> that one isn't it uh, <laughs> Anything at all. I've got a story to tell you about Bruce Willis. It's 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 a story. The boat sinks. <laughs> the boat. Yeah, everything. Everything. Have you heard of Kaiser Soze? Strap yourself in. I would ruin that man's life, I have to say. Well, interesting pregnancy fact. Oxytocin, the love and relaxation drug, is one of the things that makes contractions happen faster. So what he should do, strategically speaking, uh, is tell her about the Batman thing immediately before she goes into labor because then the rage of adrenaline which is an oxytocin antagonist will slow the process of the labor so he can probably go and watch the movie and come back and she'll be furious but still in labor <laughs> i mean it's a dangerous plan to slow the process of labor isn't it that's, that's a, i did it for you darling i did it for you the poor woman like she's completely in the right here she's asking the reddit uh, a thread am i the asshole there's nobody been less an asshole in the history of humanity, unless, unless. And she's gonna have her asshole out in the room, and she's gonna be the least asshole there. The poor woman. <laughs> I mean, it is a deeply awkward moment to say, "Here is your new child. I'm divorcing you," uh, in the same <laughs> sentence. But it's got to be done. Here's your new child. It's the only one you're ever going to have. Let's be honest. <laughs> There's only room for one child in this relationship, and that's the new baby. I like that on Reddit it's called "Am I the Asshole," and on Mumsnet it's called "Am I Being Unreasonable?" 
<laughs> which has much more of a passive aggressive like it's almost worse am i being unreasonable in the same way if your dad was on mum's net and he said that's a lot of claret that's not slang it possibly could be a lot of claret yeah okay. <laughs> and now it's time for some sponcon or sponsored content for those of you who aren't in the biz or as we call it in the biz the ness this is a piece of sponsored content sponsored by the Royal House of Redacted. It's just a section, uh, not not political at all, a stuff princes in history have gotten away with before section. Uh, just a list of, of princes who've gotten away with some shit in the past. Uh, Svatopolk the Accursed, the Grand Prince of Rus in 1015, he had assassins murder his own brothers uh, called Boris and Gleb. So that's, that's handy. He's got brothers with comedy names. Uh, murdering them. Christian the Tyrant, who was the king of Norway and Denmark, his most notorious act was the Stockholm bloodbath of 1520, when he executed 82 nobles in the Swedish capital after promising amnesty to them. And Hamlet, famous prince, gaslit his girlfriend, stabbed his mother, and then his uncle in an elaborate double murder-suicide. Would have had a YouTube channel if he was alive in the modern day. Irredeemable. Uh, just some princes there as part of our sponsored content. <laughs> no further questions. <laughs> And that's time for your review section. As you know, each week our guest editors bring in something to review out of five stars. Uh, Neil Delamere, what have you brought in for us this week? I am going to review my uh, local car dealership and I'm going to give it five stars. And I'll tell you why. Because I am from the country. Now, when I get my car service in Dublin, an international city that it is, I say, listen, can I get a car while you're servicing my car? And they go, absolutely. And they say, we'll have to transfer the paperwork. Please give us your insurance. Uh, show me your license and show me your paperwork. We'll ring the insurance company. They ring the insurance company. And it costs like 40 euro for the day. I brought my car, my dad's car to get serviced in my hometown. I said, can we get a car? He didn't even ask me my name. He didn't ask my dad's <laughs> name. He reached behind him while doing a crossword. He picked a random set of keys on a wall. He threw them at me and he said, see what they start. So I got the, right. He didn't transfer the insurance. They didn't check him out a driver's license. A man they have never met before who may or may not be able to drive. Asked for a loan of a car. And they went, yeah. I got into the car, right? I was pulling out, right? And the guy runs out. And he goes, oh, I have to go through some paperwork. And I went, okay, this is the bit. And he went, can you drive a manual? And I went, yeah. And he went, off you go. And I drove out. <laughs> five stars. Five stars. An excellent five stars. Tiff Stevenson, what have you brought in to review for us today? Oh, well, a weird thing's happening to me at the moment. I've obviously gone up in the world because all my targeted ads at the moment uh, appear to be for yachts. <laughs> so, someone watched the tinder swindler <laughs> yacht maintenance oh it could be i watched inventing anna there ah. you go it could be that yacht maintenance yacht insurance yacht furnishings was the last one i had so i thought what i'm actually going to do is i'm going to buy some yacht wax so here's my review of the yacht wax from yacht care um and it was advertised as only the best for your boat exclamation mark Premium quality yacht care. I expect nothing less. Uh, 39.99 this cost me. Uh, and it says on the side, it's a hard wax of the highest quality, easy to apply and polish out. The wax results in extremely durable and hard mirror-like finish as long-term protection against oxidation and saltwater damage, which I imagine is important. <laughs> There's no yellowing due to the built-in UV filter. 
So I bought this yacht wax. No one wants a sunburned yacht. No. We don't want, I don't want it. No, I don't want it going red and then a beautiful tan color. <laughs> I bought this yacht wax thinking it would make me feel like I have a yacht. So, you know, like I would pop it in my handbag, take it out in bars as a conversation starter. Oh, what's this? My yacht wax that just <laughs> fell out of my bag with a tampon. How embarrassing. I'm not even on my period, etc. But it didn't work. All it did really was to highlight the daily absence of a yacht in my life. So for that reason, I'm going to give it minus five stars. Which brings us to a grand total in this review section of zero stars. So I'm glad we've <laughs> made some progress with the day. <laughs> now it's time for your money section. Speaking of yachts. Uh, this is another tale. This is one of those news stories that keeps coming round. Uh, Britain has created a crypto utopia in the South Pacific. Tiff, you own Yacht Wax. Can you unpack this story for us? <laughs> yes, there's a, a new island, um, which is basically uh, the, the idea behind it is it's going to, the only currency will be cryptocurrency. Um, and it's named after the inventor of Bitcoin, I believe. The helicopter landing sign is the Bitcoin sign, which is confusing, I guess. Like, are Bitcoins going to land there? It's <laughs> just <laughs> so the, the B Bitcoin sign. So Anthony Welch and partner tried to woo cryptocurrency investors to a regulation-free island on Vanuatu. There's a, an architect who has a company called Cryptitecture. I think that's how you say it. And uh, he, he designs crypto-based sustainable living i mean the houses the pods themselves look quite nice they're sustainable housing pods and you can you can put them in different configurations and stuff and they look very plush all pyramid shaped weirdly <laughs> <laughs> with a huge eye just lurking over the top and they're perfectly good to live in as long as you have people coming in every five minutes to prop up the bottom yeah. <laughs> as long as you sell 10 more houses every day it's fine <laughs> here's what happens you you buy the plot of land, but you buy it as an NFT. And it was at that point that my brain melted. I was like, is this real or is it not real? Like, are avatars going to be living there? Is it a piece of art? I thought it was an island you could actually live on. But the minute they said they were selling the plots of land as NFTs, I was like, what is this? And I can't. I've tried to get my head around funging and non-funging. I mean, the important thing about an NFT is it does not give you beneficial ownership in the thing to which the NFT refers. Uh, <laughs> just as somebody who was at one point a real estate lawyer, I just feel it's important to mention that the NFT has to be a complete sideline to the actual contract and cannot be pivotal in the process. So this is like uh, being a, um, is it not a leaseholder versus a um, freeholder? How not does at that all work? like that. Not at all. <laughs> it's, like, okay. it's like having the yacht wax, but not having the yacht. Right. It's like buying the for sale sign. <laughs> Excellent. Well, at least you have something. At least you have a sign, guys. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to break into the property market here. I mean, this is the, it basically seems like these people are like on a scam on a bit of a scam they're a bit grifty that that could be unfair because you know five years ago the same people were trying to sell the island for nine million as a wildlife reserve saying we need to rescue these snow crabs which is what you get when you're shagging about in the winter um <laughs> there's apparently the last haven for these these snow crabs because they've been decimated and they were like it's actually a wildlife reserve so five years ago they were pushing it as that and trying to get funding to have it as a wildlife reserve and people just don't care enough about crabs. 
Yeah. Bad rep. He's you're you're a hundred percent right in that. He is just trying to get rid of an island, and he's just like, <laughs> it's a nature reserve. No, it's crypto paradise. Uh, it's a very elaborate escape room. Uh, it's it's a prison for mermaids. It's a sex toy for whales. Uh, just please buy the island. Why is it always these Pacific islands? It's never like Anglesey. No one's ever trying to do this in Sky or, or the Hebrides. One of the United. Shetlands. Yeah, yeah, one of the Shetlands. Just absolutely frozen. Apparently, half of Vanuatu's entire tax take is from selling citizenships. So you can you don't have to go, and you you can just get citizenship. Uh, now. I know that the two of you might want to hammer them for just handing out passports willy-nilly, but as a huge fan of the Irish football team in the mid-1990s, I feel I really can't criticise them in any way, shape or form for this, because that was a very successful ploy on our part for a long <laughs> period of time. There's, have you seen the real estate videos? There's two videos. There's one for the crypto island. I guess, actually, I probably shouldn't say that they're grifting. They're just, it's its a different sales technique. It's just, that's what it is. It's utopianism. Yeah, yeah. So it was a wildlife reserve. Um, now it's going to be a crypto island. But the video for it, just trying to sell it when it was a wildlife reserve, is a very softly spoken Australian woman going, oh, look, some sun lounges. Oh, I'd like to be lying out on those. Imagine spending time here. Like it's a really like like a soft sell kind of like showing around the house. This is just someone with a property up for sale. And it you know, to be fair, that does look very nice. Nicer than having to um cohabit my, my pod, my eco pod with someone else who has no idea what NFTs are. Anyway. I mean, I, th I feel like the, the central problem with all of these crypto islands, and there is a surprising number of these crypto utopias for people who want to live outside the rule of law and have all the money. Uh, the problem is that, that they rely on you building a community of other people. Uh, and most of the other people you can imagine buying in are not the kind of people you'd want to spend eternity on a crypto island with. That's not a joke, just just my thoughts. <laughs> and in privatizing the moon news now, yeah, you heard me, privatizing the moon. Economists have suggested that we privatize the moon. Say it out loud where you are listening to this podcast. Moon privatization. Corporatize that satellite. Get on it. Pay your monthly moon subscription for premium moon access. Woo! Slice up that satellite into fungible tokens. Get on it. I mean, this is dreadful. Yes, that was a... Uh, um, a period joke before the monthly moon subscription joke that was uh look i could have said moonatize neil you've looked at the moon <laughs> Can you unpack this moon news i have looked at the moon yes so there was a right wing uh slightly right right wing think tank which is quite difficult to say in an irish accent um who thinks that the moon should be privatized and that countries should be given parts of the moon and that would lift uh, people out of poverty and you could rent parts of the moon out to businesses and everybody would benefit from this. Now, there are several questions in this. How do you allocate the moon would be the first one I would have thought. Is it based on country size, levels of wealth, population of werewolves? There are many things to consider <laughs> in this. I think Ireland and Australia in this particular um, example should get more than say Switzerland or Austria. Uh, as we have uh, traditionally been more affected by the moon, they are landlocked and they have not been affected as much as us, so we should get more of it. Um, there are several Islamic countries who have just demonstrated their commitment to the moon on their flags, so you'd have to put them um, at the top of the queue. Certainly looking like Japan went the wrong way on that one. Ha! More fool you, lads. Um, <laughs> if, if countries are allowed parts of the moon, I would suggest that FIFA would be playing the World Cup on the moon 
by 2040 on Saudi Arabia's bit under the excuse of the conditions might not be ideal but we want to spread football to the rest of the universe I don't understand how this is going to work I don't understand how who, who, which country is going to get which bit and I don't understand which companies are going to rent well, the, the premise is basically that the uh, that people benefit from land ownership, that, that yeah. private uh, property is inherently good for the economy. But trickle-down economics has never really worked and definitely doesn't work in low gravity. So I feel perhaps this is a bit of a reach. Tiff? I don't know. I think you've just got to sell it in the right way. Market it to, like, younger. I mean, it's not even millennials anymore, is it? It's zennials, maybe. Is it zennials? Zoomers. What do the young people call themselves these days? Children. Please, <laughs> children. Yeah, you just sell it right. Eat the moon. It's made of cheese. Come on. <laughs> Single ladies holler. There's definitely a man in it. Create a party. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of stuff you want to do. That's how you just got to create a party. You know, get DJ Khalid on and, you know, just get some people down for some sessions. I reckon, you know, sell it as... You don't even have to sell it as a party. Call it a work event, as we know. Those are where the best parties happen. Ted, press the politics button. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see it be being the re only remaining title to let Prince Andrew hold. I just Duke of the Sea of Tranquility. Ding, <laughs> ding, ding. This is getting political. <laughs> he's not political. How is he political? He's... he's... Well, monarchy. Queen's the head of state. Queen's the head of I state. I mean, it's the definition of politics that you have a constitutional monarchy. <laughs> only in the silly entire countries. constitution of the politician. No, the Queen's only the head of state in silly countries. Real <laughs> countries are a republic. Mic drop out. Which companies will lease Moonland? What company? Avis. Avis car rental. Avis. Get your moon, yeah. get your moon buggy. You yeah. arrive, you've got to stand in a queue. Ryanair is the obvious one, isn't it? Mars South or something they call it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mars South, and you've got to travel for about a day and a half to actually get to the bit that you want to get to. Weight Watchers. That's the one, isn't it? You're one-sixth of your weight. Ah, okay. Yeah. Eat what you want, go to the moon, happy days, give your results, fit into that dress, go home. Happy days. Well, that's all the time we have for privatising the moon news, and that brings us to the end of the show. Flipping through the ads at the back, Tiff, have you got anything to plug? Oh, yes, uh, I do have some things to plug. I'm doing a preview of my new show, As a Woman Overthinketh, at the Top Secret Comedy Such Club on, <laughs> on uh, April the 4th. Uh, so come to that. And then there will be an Old Rope on March the 14th. That's the next one coming up at the Comedy Store. So find my Twitter and all of my other bits and pieces. And I'll be doing some dates in Australia, just having those confirmed at the moment. Yes. So. So yeah, just follow me and find out, or just follow me around Australia because I'll probably be with Alice. So yes, yeah. uh, that's super exciting. Neil Delamere, what have you got to plug? Um, I'm doing a little preview in Islington, the Pleasance Islington, um, on February the 22nd, and I'm on tour all over the place as well. So you can follow me at Neil Delamere Comedy on Instagram and on Twitter and everything else. And find me online at Alliterative and Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E or patreon.com slash Alice Fraser, which is a one-stop shop for all of my stand-up special podcasts and blogs as well as my weekly Tea with Alice salons. I will be on tour in Australia and then in the UK. 
uh, starting with Adelaide on March 1st to the 5th. Please buy tickets. I know people don't want to book tickets in advance because of COVID, but I promise you I will refund you if everything goes uh, south. And money will mean nothing post-apocalypse anyway, so just, just buy tickets. <laughs> or will you? Or will you be living on a crypto island? Uh, true. I'd like to thank all of our roving reporters for sending in stories to at Hello Gargler's this week. There was far too many to cover, but keep sending them in and maybe you will appear in this thank you section. I'd like to thank Nick the Guitar for the Crypto Island story and everyone else who sent in stories this week. If you have a story to send in, tweet us at Hello Gargler's on Twitter. This is an Alice Fraser and Bugle podcast production. Your editor is Ped Hunter. Your executive producer is Chris Skinner. And I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts.